Hey, my name is Ethan Boggs, and I get to be the pastor at Vibrant Church here in Columbus, Mississippi. And I'm sitting here with the pastors of the church, and we are talking about the importance of the house of God. Uh, we're talking about attending church, talking about online, live stream. What does God think about this? What does God think about that? Hey, stay tuned. Check this conversation out. So, guys, I was thinking about the power and the importance of the church. And when I mean the church, I'm not just talking about a local church. I'm talking about capital C church, as in overall. And when people think about the church, I think it's important for us to understand that the church was God's idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's nothing we made up, nothing mm-hmm. that you know can be manufactured by human ingenuity. It was simply Jesus looking at Peter, Matthew chapter 16, And he says to him, on this rock, I will build my church. Mm. The church belongs to him. He said he's going to build it. Mm -hmm. It's God's idea. And so a lot of times, I think if we're not careful, the church can become a thing that's not prioritized, become a place that's not important to many people. And and a lot of times there's people who even now have the Mm -hmm. idea that, hey, I can follow Jesus. I can love God, but I don't need a church. I don't need the church. Mm. And uh, I think what I would say to that is um, it's it's the illustration I heard someone say years ago. That's like telling uh, your wife that I love your face, but I hate your body. <laughs> Go ahead and try that when you get home. <laughs> Good luck. Go ahead, Pastor Tyson. Good luck. <laughs> the idea is, God, I love you, but I don't love the mm. body of Christ. Wow. Mm. And um, I think, <clears throat> according to Pastor that we know named Kevin Gerald out of Seattle, Washington, he would say things like this, that the church is God's plan A to save the world. Yeah. And there is no plan B. Mm. So um, I guess I want to kick it over to you guys to hear your thoughts on the power of the local church. Um, I think there's nothing more important that I'd want my family to be a part of than something that God's word says he's building. Mm-hmm. He's building his church. And so whatever I got to do to be a part of building the local church, what I want to be a part of. Um, Yeah. What do you think? You know, uh, I love to just speak to my vein. You know, I I love worship, you know, um, (laughs) love, love doing that. And, you know, it's something to be said about just worshiping by yourself and just having that time with God. Those are special times. But I cannot tell you as a worship leader, one, the most, powerful times for me is when I'm able to hear the voices of worship collectively. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, just, it, it every single time it happens, it, it does something to my heart that I don't get a chance to experience by myself when I'm just with my time with God. And so when we get a chance to come together corporately and gather and lift our voices together in church to our King who has done so much for us just immeasurably. Mm. It's special. Yep. Yeah, I mean, even even think about how we can watch a game on television and just ha- enjoy it, but it, it, it's it's nothing in comparison to being in a stadium full of other people cheering and like watching the game <laughs> and, and and that energy Absolutely. you feel like 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 it's, you you don't yep. get that same Like-minded. experience when you're by yourself versus when you're mm-hmm. in a collective body experiencing something together. It's just different. It's just different. Absolutely. You know, and you know, I, I'll say this, I've never had the the quite privilege to like 
you know, go clubbing or at parties, but like you can turn up by yourself. But it's different if you turn up with some other people in the yeah. crowd, you know. I never, you know, did that, but I just sure. know. <laughs> How about you comment in the section below what you think about that comment? Anybody feel can, that he's lying? I can imagine. <laughs> I can imagine that, you know, it's different when you're, in, when you're with other people, you know, experiencing something versus like, well, I'm just going to, I'm just going to check it out online. And let yeah, that come kind of on. fuel me, and let that let that be kind of where where I'm at. I'm like, look, okay, that's cool, but it's it's nothing in comparison. To what God says, like, hey, come, come, it's just it's something different when you're together in this thing. So, you know, for me, worship is just like that's something that always blesses me. And even uh, you know, this past Sunday, I, I I shared with the team, like you guys, what my son said to me when he was able to come, because he's a part of Children's Church, and he loves mm -hmm. it, absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. loves it. But he told me when he was able to come, on our special night of prayer, when everybody was in their room, he was in the room with everybody just worshiping. He told me, Dad, I was worshiping so hard. You know, I, I just wanted to cry and, and kneel on my knees. Mm. And like, but I felt like it was just something vibrating in the room with other believers and other people crying out to God and worshiping mm -hmm. and praying and being in that moment together, that maybe he may not experience that same thing by himself at home. Yep. Yeah, you know, yeah. like it's just something about, you know, God saying, look, there is something to this big C that, that is for you. Yeah. It's for you. From him. Yeah. And the scripture says where two or three Come on. are gathered in his name. Not, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of gatherings, but they're not always in his name. Yeah. But two or three gathered in his name, he said, I will be there in the midst of the, I, I, when, when two or three people just start talking about me, I'm going to show up. Come on. Imagine that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I heard a pastor say just recently that just imagine how that would make your home feel different mm. if you sure. just talked about him at home. Sure. Think mm -hmm. about how different that would make your family feel, your team feel, your, your leadership, your mm -hmm your business field that if you just talked about him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He says, if you're gathered in my name, I'll be in the midst. Yep. And imagine hundreds of people, thousands of people gathered together, and it is in that setting. He says, I'm going to be in the midst. If you're gathered mm -hmm. in my name, mm -hmm. but that's at that promise, he'll never leave you nor forsake you, but there is a manifestation with two or three that are together in his name. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Isn't that something? So it's good. Yeah, it's powerful. It's good. It's really so good. powerful. I think it's important that we, that we again prioritize coming together. You know, when, when you when you come into the house of God, you experience or you should experience a time of worship, a time of prayer, and a time of hearing God's word. Those are things that that you expect to hear whenever you go to church. But there's a, a completely different element to that, which is like kind of like we touched on being around like-minded believers where you may hear someone sharing their story of something that they've been through, building relationships with people that are in the church. And they share their story of, of a maybe it's a personal struggle or a family, um, maybe it's a death in the family, and you may be experiencing that same type of event. And just mm -hmm. coming together collectively can yeah. speak to you. It can happen that way. The Holy Spirit is not relegated to a style but rather he, he will move and he will talk and he will speak. And it, it's challenging to us. Hebrews chapter 10 says that we shouldn't forsake assembling together. Yeah. 
And then mm-hmm. even as the day approaches, we should do it more. All yeah. the more, yeah. And so that's that's the thing that I think that that we forget. We're we're in a, a time now where it's like uh, the average family attends church once every four weeks or something yep. like that. Mm-hmm. So twelve you, times so, a year. Yeah. So you think twelve to fifteen times a year. So yeah. you think uh, about you think about that. You think about it's it's not something that is prioritized. Maybe like it used to be, or how you know we're all products of the church. Mm-hmm. We are all affected by people who were a part of church, but there's a culture that, that doesn't prioritize it. Yep. And we should be prioritizing it more than ever. Yeah. And so I, I think that there's something about when you get in the room, you hear God's word, you have the opportunity and privilege to worship, to pray and talk to God and seek his face, but to also look around a room and see people who's doing this with you. Mm. That's encouraging because a lot of times one of the things that the devil will do is isolate you. Mm-hmm. And he'll make you feel like uh, this is just you. But the church is full of people yep. that God has done unbelievable things in their lives. And so it's important that we come together and remember that and know that and be challenged to come each week because it, I, I, couldn't, I, I couldn't make it mm-hmm. without being here. And I think once you get here, you realize the same thing for you. Man, I can't believe how much I missed, you know? And they say right now one out of three people um, left the church during COVID and do not plan on returning. Wow. So you have thousands of people, Mm -hmm. almost 500,000 churches in the United States. You have thousands of people that are not returning back to church. Mm -hmm. And as you see the day approaching, as crazy as things are, as unstable as the Middle East is, as uncertain as politics and life and things seem more and more uncertain, the Bible teaches there's actually a falling away. Mm. You know, it actually mm. teaches that that as the day gets closer, you'll actually begin to see people drifting. And you'll see in Timothy, it says in the last days, people will turn their ears yeah. from hearing mm. the truth. Mm. People will looking for teachers having itching ears. And uh, I think it's important that people uh, make that effort to say, you know what, I need to get in the house of God. And let me say this, um, and I want to hear from you guys. I'm just talking a little bit. But uh, something I, I have a little bit of a, just this is a little candid, a little candid, maybe a little honest, <laughs> and maybe not everybody can handle if you're watching this. You may not agree with me, and that's okay. But as a pastor, every week I stand in front of the pulpit or behind the pulpit and preach to the people, and I have these cameras all around the room looking at me. And... Um, I'm thankful for technology. I'm thankful for that that ability to go out beyond our four walls and feel the sense of mission with it. Mm. I'm thankful that we can sit here now and you could be joining us, whether you're laying in bed, driving to work, changing the kids, whatever. You, you're a part of this moment right now with us, and technology makes it available. I don't want to demonize technology, but I do want to put in perspective something I've been watching is that it's, it could easily create a very convenient, um, a, a very distant, mm. a very non-committed to a local body experience with God that we have never had that in the history of the church. So we have this new thing called live stream. I mean, new in the history of church. Church is 2,000 years old, people. So, yeah, it's new. Live stream that people can stay in bed. People can go and, and, and say, hey, I'm just going to watch from the game. We're going to, 
I'll just tune in later. Or I'm going to go to the barbecue. We'll watch it later as a family. And, mm. and I hate to say this. I, I don't look at, and maybe God's helping me understand it. Maybe people's helping me understand it. I look at live stream for a local church as a mission opportunity to help people in hospitals, mm. help people that are traveling to reach people that we couldn't reach. Every week I, I go out anywhere and someone will say, hey, I watched online. Hey, I saw this. Hey, I sent that to my aunt. It's an amazing opportunity that we have with technology to go out, but it could very easily become something that works against people Sure. when it becomes like this is now church mm. for them. Mm. And I struggle with that because I don't think that's church. Yeah. It does not align with the biblical definition of gathering, of touching, laying hands, giving, support groups, loving one another. If you're just hearing word, that's, that's what that is then. This mm. is a ministry outlet to feed your soul, and we're glad it does. But it's not the biblical definition of church. Right. And I know that's a little bit of a hard stance because a lot of guys call it online campuses, and, and I, get, I respect every decision. That's not really language we use right now because it's not really how I look at it. That's, an, that's a ministry outreach. Mm. Now, why do I look at it like that? Because you're not in the building. Now, again, don't right. misunderstand me. If you're being COVID restrictions, you're being careful, you're sick, hospital, we get it. No shame and hate on any of this. I've had a lot of time to think this through, mm -hmm. that I think it's important mm -hmm. for people to uh, be careful. I get that. But if they're not careful, they will, they will be anemic spiritually mm, yep. because they've placed their their experience with God in their relationship and the gathering of themselves together. This is not gathering themselves together. Yeah. And so again, can God use it? Absolutely uses it every week. If it didn't work, we wouldn't use it. Right. Sure. God mm -hmm. uses it. The problem is if we're not careful and, and I want, I'm going to kick it over to you because you oversee our next gen, mm -hmm. but we've heard it said before that when you do extensive periods of online services where people are watching online only, which again, we're thankful for online during COVID season. Mm -hmm. We needed that. Uh, however, when people have extensive periods of where they're online, statistics will definitely reinforce this idea that it doesn't normally warm up your faith. Right. Okay. And if anything, we see that the parents may be getting a form of ministry and being fed through the word of God, but the kids are starving to death. Mm. So when you come to the house of God, we have full-blown kids ministry from ages zero to young adults. Right. Uh, that experience for that generation, content that they can understand in ways that they can understand it, full-blown teams and check-in systems and security and, and clean facilities your kids are paying the price. I mean, I know I'm talking too long right now, but this is something I'm passionate about. That's good. The next generation is experiencing something that we never had the opportunity to experience is mom and dad can eat drive through food, right? Mm, wow. While they sit in the back starving. Wow. First off, what does that do if you and Crystal went out to eat every week to McDonald's every week? <laughs> First off, what does that do to you? Okay, imagine that. Number two, and you're eating in front of them. They don't even get what you're doing. They're mm. literally playing. in the, During COVID, we did the online thing. We would watch, and our kids played around the house, 
because her kids right. are not right. going to sit there. Mm-hmm. My son ain't putting a suit on, sitting <laughs> yeah. in there asking, how do we give online? <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> People need to gather. Yes. And what I'm worried about is something I'm observing. What I'm worried about is those cameras can bring revival in a sense there are types of people that take advantage of that. They're yeah. not in the hospital. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're not on vacation. I ain't shaming anybody. Yeah. But it's it look at it as it is you are experiencing a form of ministry. Mm. Right? And there are shut-ins. Don't miss I don't want to be mm. I want to be careful that I'm not like getting on to shut-ins and mm-hmm. getting on to people. God mm-hmm. when I went to a funeral not long ago where uh, somebody stopped me and said, hey, Pastor Ethan, you know, the individual that passed away watched every Sunday, but she was a shut-in. Mm-hmm. Listen, I mean, yeah, talking great. about that's them. Great. I'm yeah. talking about people that are healthy, people that are, that are like, claim to be followers of Jesus, have children, and yet do not prioritize what Jesus told us to prioritize. That's right. And the writer of Hebrews. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, you were talking about next generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I will say, even before I get into that, there is a level of accountability that you will miss out on when you do not attend the local body. Yeah. That actually is beneficial to you as a believer. That it, I, I heard a very well-known pastor say in a conference, he's and he's very well-known online. Mm-hmm. And person came up to me, came up to him and said, "You're my pastor." I'm so thankful you're my pastor. He's like, do you come? Do you attend? And they're like, no, I just watch online. I watch your five-minute clips. I watch. He's like, then I'm not your pastor. Mm-hmm. There's no accountability here. There's no, there's, so you're not reaping the benefits of accountability. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to next generations, actually, I, I, I just turned to Psalms, and most of us wouldn't understand the scripture, but I want to apply it to next generations. So in Psalms 92, verse 12, it says, the righteous flourish like the palm tree. Mm-hmm. And grow like a cedar in Lebanon. They they are planted in the house of the Lord. Say that one more time. They are planted in the house of the Lord. They flourish in the courts of our God. And then they still bear fruit in old age and they're full of sap and green. We can go on with that. But they are planted in the house of our God. So if we want to see, and, and we have a generation that is hungry for the authentic, hungry for the authentic, hungry for the tangible presence of God, hungry to experience God. And as parents, we have a duty and a responsibility to get our kids into the house of the living God so that they will be planted. It's one thing to say, I want the fruit of my family. I want fruit. Like, I really want fruit. Right. Well, are you planting them? Mm-hmm. Or, and I'll actually go as far to say this, because I've just, I've seen it. We've, we've been in ministry long enough. You see it. I've seen people uproot their families so quickly based on little offenses, based on little things with not one care what it does to their children, what it does to their family, what it, what it does to uproot a, a child who is reaping the benefits, spiritually speaking, the fruit yep. of being planted, roots before fruit. So if you want to be, if you want to experience that, and we see, we see these generations of, of, this new generation, Gen Z. Let's just talk to Gen Z real quick. You're Gen Z. You you desire the authentic, but there's we have to be so careful that we're not expecting fruit when we're not willing to be planted. And being planted is something that it takes intentionality to do. It's not a default like setting. Right. You can't plant your family just by like I want my family to reap all the benefits and like. Well, you have to say, kids, we're getting up. 
we're going to church, the whole Joshua principle, as for me and my house, we're yeah. going to serve the Lord. You have to do that. And, and the more the more you do that, you will see that fruit. But they have what, to be planted in the house of the Lord. What are some practicals? I mean, that's a great thought. Love yep. it. Perfect. Yep. In addition to that, yep. what are the practicals to, be, to being planted? What does that look like? Practicals to being planted. I mean, anybody. Yeah. 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 Go, go ahead. Well, I... As far as being like connected into the church, I think the first thing, and I, and I even kind of want to speak back to the online thing in just a moment, but one of the practical things about being planted is having that intention to attend, to physically be there, to get in and get connected. When I've, I have literally my entire life, I've been in church. It's it's all I know. I'm a pastor's kid. During COVID, we were, we were not... Um, on staff anywhere. So we went strictly to online. And I remember me who has grown up in this thing. I remember mornings of having it on and then saying, Hey, I'm going to go ahead and cook some breakfast mm-hmm. while this is happening. I'm going to, I'm going to cook breakfast. This, this, I'm, I'm going to cook breakfast. It's right here. We could see the TV. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to have, we'll have breakfast. We'll eat. And before you know it, you're like, what did they say? What was just said? It's very easy for that for that root system to dry out if you're not careful. So whenever you're here and you're in you're in this place, you're in the church, you've made the effort to get here. Once you start getting here, you start realizing I'm being fed this way, my kids are getting connected this way. It's not just me anymore. My family, my entire family is now being ingrained. You learn to serve. Yep. You learn to start serving in different areas. Yeah, yeah. Now you're not now you're not just trying to plant roots now you're having limbs grow you're having parts of your family that are serving mm-hmm. in different areas and it's providing fruit for the church it's providing benefits for the church and you're stepping into things that you may have never stepped into before you you can't you can't serve and, and again I, i'm saying this from the best way that i know how to say it there are people who it is their only option but if you have the availability and you have the ability yep. It's important that you're here. It's important that you're here. Or at your church, wherever you're well, yeah, at. Yeah, right. Yeah, wherever, mm-hmm. wherever that church is, wherever you are listening from, wherever your church is, it's important that you're there, that you're a part, that you're connecting. Because what you're doing, again, talking about being rooted, the deeper the roots, the wider the roots go. Now, not only is your children, they're going to grow up. Yep. They're going to see what happened. They're going to be impacted by it you're going to start seeing a generational mm. trend where right now it seems like the generational trend is the further down you go, the less involved you are. Yep. But let's reverse that. Mm. Let's really yeah. dig in and let become rooted yep. in the local church yep. and see generations change across our families. Like how, mm. how, many, how many times have people said, you know, it, had it not have been for my grandmother who, who found God, who got into church, even when whoever in our family wasn't Mm -hmm. now I'm a product of that. Like Mm -hmm. that's what I want for my grandchildren Mm -hmm. and for my great grandchildren, you know, to, to have that heritage of being involved in what God's doing in the local church. I think the majority of people listening to this would uh, agree that God has a plan for your life. Mm -hmm. And I think all of those plans are connected to the church. Right. And so, through the church, mm. right? If God, if God wants to use you, he's going to use you through the church. He's going to use you. So, and I, I think of my, kind of my story. Uh, so my dad didn't grow up in church and 
he didn't step foot into a church until he was 18 years old. So, and that was how he received salvation is through the local church in, in Cincinnati, Ohio. He had a couple friends invite him to church. So I think we, we could use a dose of that, just be intentional about uh, having lost people in your life that you can evangelize and, and, and sure. share the gospel with and invite them to your yeah. local church to be a part of what God's doing in your life and, and how it's affected you. So, And then my dad, shortly after that, he was in the military and he was stationed in Turkey and as a as a very young convert, he found a church in Turkey. Wow! And he was able to be discipled in a church. So from Cincinnati to Turkey, and uh, our whole lineage changed mm. from a conversation wow. with a couple of his friends when he was eighteen years old. Yeah, a couple more months in the states before he was you know sent overseas to, to serve. So the local church has a very special meaning. I know for all of us, but really yeah. for me because. Um, you know, what it meant to my dad and then how it changed the trajectory of our family. Yep. Wow. His intentionality, even in a different country. Yep. To, I'm going to be intentional. To seek community. That's to so good, Pastor yeah. That's so good. That's it. Wow. And I was watching the other day and, and a lady in our church, uh, her husband recently passed away, key family of our church we love so dearly. Mm-hmm. I've watched her come to church without her husband of, Many years, decades, 50-something. 50-plus. 50-plus years. And I have watched the church rally around her. Mm. She comes in by herself first time in decades. Mm. And I watch people hug her. I watch people love her. I watch people going out to eat with her. I've watched her now serve without him by her side and her small group type people around her, supporting her, laughing with her. Mm. That's the power of the local church. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, it's even, you know, I, I was reading one book that talked about how there are times, and many of you can relate to this, that your spiritual family mm-hmm. becomes your real family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes when you're following Jesus, your real family may not get it. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Even Jesus said, who's my brothers? Who's my sisters? Who's my, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the ones who do the will of God, he looked at all mm-hmm. of them and said, you're my family. Mm-hmm. Because there are times that mm-hmm. the people who really get your worldview, or people that are really uh, supporting you, people that really get you, are the people that may not be in your natural family. Mm. It's your church family. That's right. That when you lose somebody who's there to hug you, who's there to step in for you, mm-hmm. who's, who may just be serving on a team with you, mm-hmm. and notices you're a little off, and will send a text and hey, mm-hmm. I'm just praying for you today. That that when you're sitting at home. That's not going to happen. Right. right. We need, Billy Graham said one time that I think something like going to church is about like, it's like embers in a fire, how they keep each other going or something along the lines of that. Like the heat from each other, our faith, our prayers, our love keeps our faith, our prayers, our love strong. Sure. Just in the power of proximity. Yep. And you need that support and that encouragement. Mm. And, mm. and when you look through the room, I'm telling you, it happened Sunday night when we uh, did our uh, prayer service. And, and a few, uh, I don't know when this is going to air, but we had a prayer service on a Sunday night recently, and hundreds of people came. Just seeing that, yeah. just the physical seeing it encouraged me. Yeah. Stirs your faith. Mm-hmm. That, that we're not in this alone. Mm-hmm. That yeah. we're, not, mm-hmm. we're not isolated beings trying to follow this mysterious God. No, we are, we are in a family 
where we are in a unit. We're working together. We're better together. Yeah. And uh, I was thinking this why while you were talking, Pastor Josiah, that um, and we and we could kind of wrap up here. But if you have any additional thoughts, I'd love to hear what you got to say. But I think it's important for people to understand ch- church is hard. Mm. Sure, church can be hard for a couple of reasons. Um, people have difficult pasts yeah. or questionable present. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. It's one thing to always point to the past. You don't know what I did. For some people, is you don't know what I'm doing. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's hard for different people for different reasons. And I want to encourage you that if you don't know who Jesus is, there'll be nothing like a local church for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To find who Jesus is, to grow in your faith, to hear the word of God, to eat bread together spiritually. Mm-hmm. And if you know God, it's really easy for the devil to talk us out of going. It's like I've heard the joke before that going to church is sometimes like going to the gym. <laughs> the hardest piece uh, of equipment at the gym to use is the front door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Say amen, somebody. Amen. <laughs> amen. The reality of it is kind of like that with the church. I felt yeah. it. And the devil get in your head and say, you know what, you don't fit in. Mm-hmm. You know, that church is only wanting these kinds of people. Or, you know, if they knew that you were divorced or they knew that you failed or they knew that you messed up. Let me say this as a pastor to you. Number one, no perfect people are allowed at church. Nobody's perfect at church. The church is the perfect place for imperfect people. Jesus Mm -hmm. came for the to save, to seek and to save that which is lost. Mm -hmm. Jesus came for broke, sick people, like all of us sitting at this table. Mm -hmm. I want you to know there's no safer place for you to be. That's right. And there's some toxic churches. I'm not Mm -hmm. gonna act like every church is created equal. And and but I would say that there are many great ones out there mm-hmm. and ask the Holy Spirit to lead you to the right church where you can grow in your faith. Mm-hmm. You can hear from the Holy Spirit. Your family can be strengthened, but know this. I know it may be hard. I know it may be difficult, but there probably is nothing in your life that could change the trajectory of generations mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah. of your children, of your faith, of your life. My family's the same story. My dad mm-hmm. coming to Jesus at 18 changed our whole story. Like we're mm-hmm. a total different family now. Mm-hmm. And all it needs is somebody to step in. And and maybe your ancestors are waiting for you to step into the house of God, to mm-hmm. prioritize the things of God like you never have. Mm-hmm. And who knows what God could do. Mm-hmm. If you gave God 12 months, just 12 months. <laughs> That's right. Let's even make it shorter, six months. Yep. Yep. If you gave God six months and said, God, I'm going to give you as many Sundays and really try. If I gave you three quarters of those Sundays mm-hmm. in a row and try mm-hmm. my best to be there. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to really pay attention. I'm going to, I'm going to go for the whole experience. I'm going to check my kids in. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sit, get a good seat. I want to listen intently and ask the Holy Spirit to minister to you. I want to pray that for you even today, yeah. that when you go, mm-hmm. let the Holy Spirit just begin to soften your heart. Yeah. And That's it'll right. be, and I'm telling you, I'm sitting here as living proof with these men whose parents drug us all to church. <laughs> Come on. All of our parents were yeah. prioritized the house of God. Yeah. We are better. We are different yep. Yep. because of the house of God. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, go ahead. I just want to, I don't know why, I just feel like I just, need to say this, the statistics say that people today feel more alone than they've ever been. 
They feel more isolated. They feel loneliness more than they ever have before. We're more mm -hmm. connected by devices than we've ever been. Yeah. But people feel more alone. Mm -hmm. And when when Ansley, our daughter, had um, heart surgery, we were not on staff here. We were just a part of this church. Very few people knew who we were. Mm -hmm. And when we put out on Facebook to be praying for her, yes, people prayed. Yeah. People prayed. You text. All, all of you guys text. Um, many people in the church that we didn't even know reached out to us in text. But we were actually having people that had no connection with us mm -hmm. saying, hey, we know where you guys are. We were in a different state. We know you weren't expecting to be there this long. Yep. yep. We, we want to go by your house. We want to get things for you. We want to bring them to you. Mm. People, people sent us lunch that we had never talked to here. All mm -hmm. because you want to talk about changing the mindset of being alone, get in, get in a, a church that loves you. Yep. It will totally change everything about what mm -hmm. you believe. You won't, be, you won't feel lonely. You won't feel alone. You won't feel isolated. Yep. You won't mm -hmm. feel separated. Yeah. You will feel a part of something that's not just people coming together. It's something that God created so that we could care for one another and love one another and encourage one another. You won't feel alone. Yep. You won't feel alone in the house of God. Yep. And that is such an incredible, not just benefit, but gift mm -hmm. of being a part of the local church wherever you are. Yep. It speaks to your heart. The church is God's plan A to save the world, and there yep. is no plan B. That's right. Amen.